Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, the podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And I just barely got through that. <laughs> but you got through it, and that is all that matters. We're I did it. I did it, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'd like You're to thank welcome. the Academy. <laughs> um, so, Jillian, how are you? What have you been watching? What are you up to? I'm pretty good. It's August, so it's crazy, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm good living that house life, staying cool. Um, <laughs> I uh, have, I've been watching some new stuff lately. Ooh. Like I've been branching out. So Scary. we saw the Netflix documentary that came out called Memories of a Murderer, the tapes of Dennis Nelson. And I had like kind of always known about Dennis Nelson and stuff, but just mm-hmm. wanted to watch it. And then we paired that with the David Tennant BBC version where they did like a three-part fictional miniseries. And uh-huh. it was a really good evening. Nice. That sounds cool. I like that. <laughs> I mean, like minus the whole fact that he just like murdered a whole lot of people and just flushed them down the toilet. Like it was I mean, a good evening. There's nothing you can do about that. You know, yeah. already happened. Yeah. It didn't have anything to do with us. Well, and it's good, too, because all he wanted was to get famous at the end of it. And they didn't do any of these documentaries or anything until 2018 when he died. So good. Fuck him. Get fucked. Get fucked, Dennis. <laughs> um, and then the stupid show that I've been watching is on Discovery Plus, and it's called The Most Dangerous Job Interviews. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I am intrigued. Um, so in the first episode or like kind of the first chunk of the season, they kind of follow people like one or two episodes. Um, there's like a dude who's doing like commercial scuba diving, like where you have to go and like patch ships in busy harbors and shit. There's a dude who's like climbing redwood trees and trimming off their branches, like 150 feet in the air. It's buck wild and all these people get hurt. There's like a bush pilot guy who got diverticulitis while he was in South Africa, and then he had to stop being a bush pilot because of it. And I was like, "Oh, <gasps> see, this yeah. is why I just became a librarian." Like the, the like, yeah. I mean, you don't get paid shit, and like, you know, there are lots of downsides. But like, the worst that can happen is like a paper cut. You know, sucks, but you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get some like repetitive use injuries. Yeah, exactly. It's like carpal tunnel or something from, you know, <laughs> typing, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, no thanks to any of that. But I love I love that that show exists. Yeah. So like we all kind of know Micro is a piece of shit. And I always really liked Dirty Jobs as a kid. And so I've been trying to fill that hole. And I think this may have filled that hole for me. I'm really happy that you got your hole filled. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, I just want to like, we need to be filming in the same room because I want to smack your nose. So I just want to like fair. newspaper smack your nose. I, I deserve it. I mean, I just, but it was just hanging out there open. I just had to, I just had to close it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're really setting, setting us up for more. I know. You? I know. I'm really in a, in a, in a very immature mood today, I guess. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching? And how have you been? Other than filling holes. Yeah. Um, other than hot. It's been very hot, which I am not oh. about. But mm-hmm. um, I've been fine. And we just watched. I realized that I am like 
almost a full year behind on this, but mm-hmm. we just finally watched The Queen's Gambit. And oh yeah, um, I loved it. It was really good. It was a lot. I don't even know. Well, when it first came out, when I heard the title, I just assumed it had something to do with like a queen or like royalty. And I have like little to no interest <laughs> in that kind of thing. So I just like automatically. And then I realized it was about chess. And I'm not like super interested uh-huh. in chess, but I'm certainly more interested in chess than I am in like royal people. So I added it yeah. tentatively to my list, and then my mom like forced me to watch it, and I really good. liked it a lot. And so did Kyler. It was good. Yeah, I loved the main girl character. She was she's sassy. awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, we love, love a her. good a good strong female lead. And um, yeah. it was just like I really enjoy like limited series. I loved the length of it. It's like seven episodes, mm-hmm. and it's like a full story. So there were like no like loose mm-hmm. ends. So I I enjoyed it. It was it was a good a good like complete series to watch, and it was like a nice watching experience. Yeah, yeah. I also like the like limited miniseries stuff because mm-hmm. I'm always just like it's like a long movie that you can kind of split up between days. Exactly. And not feel bad. Exactly. It's like it, yeah, perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> All right, but I think that's about it. Um, actually, before we get into the the um, the actual show today, we're going to be talking about the baits season five. We're starting season five. Um, we actually, I have some, we have some baits news to talk about, which is very oh, yeah. interesting because Erin Bates is pregnant with her, I think, fifth baby, and yeah. the interesting, like this. this Normally wouldn't be interesting, like, wow, another fundy pregnant, big whoop. But if you will remember, I'm pretty sure we talked about this very briefly when, like, the news first came out. Um, Aaron, like, literally, like, six or seven months ago talked about how she had COVID twice and she had to get, like, multiple surgeries. Mm-hmm. It had, like, really weird effects on her body. And basically she had to get one and like most of her other ovary removed. So she only yeah, has Yeah, like one and a half ovaries. She she only has one third of one ovary. And her doctor <laughs> told her like she'll never get pregnant again. Um, but she's pregnant <laughs> she's again. She's like, ha Like literally like God. the next month she got pregnant. Like it's like what the fuck? She's due in January. So like she's pretty far along already. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts. And also like It's so nuts. This just, like, begs the question, like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Because, like, should she be having a baby right now when her body has gone through so much over the past year and she's had so many babies and she already, on top of that... Multiple reproductive surgeries, like... Yeah. And, like, on top of that, her pregnancies are all high risk because she has that clotting disorder. It's like, dude, maybe just stick with the four that you have is all I have to say. Like, four is plenty. Four is a good amount. Yeah. I mean, maybe five was a mistake, but also what would they have done differently mm-hmm. either way? Right. Anyway, we just had to talk about that because that's fucking crazy. It's so crazy and weird. I just hope she doesn't, like, die in I mean, yeah, me too. Like, I can't imagine. I just... Her poor body. <laughs> yeah. And, like, with all the COVID, like, side effects and stuff, which yeah. I'm sure she has long COVID, that plus the heat plus being pregnant right now. Plus the fact that COVID's still a thing and you know that they're probably not vaccinated. 
God, at least she's probably uh, immune still because it usually lasts like six months too. I mean, but there's been variants. So if she doesn't have the yeah. Delta variant, then she could get it again. Like, <laughs> they were probably like the ones to bring the Delta variant here. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. But like when she said she had COVID twice, that was like in the that was like in the winter. Like she had already had Jesus. it twice. So man, I mean, yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's just. It's fucked It's up. wild. It's wild. <laughs> it Everyone get wild. vaccinated. Please. Wear your just, masks. God. It's just, it's infuriating that there are so many tools that are just, like, at our disposal to use, and so many people are just being like, nah, it's not real. Anyway, we won't yeah. get into that. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a whole nother episode. That could be yeah. our TV literate late nights. Yeah. <laughs> we could just yell at people about not getting vaccinated, because, yeah. Phew, yeah, just tell stories of people who have gotten COVID even just in our 50-mile radius that were like, this is God's will, faith mm-hmm. over fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yikes. Also, that's, like, the argument against that, like, a lot of fundies and, like, I don't know, super religious people have in general against getting vaccines is, like, oh, well, God, like, will protect me, or God, like, it will mm-hmm. give me, like, what I need to get through it. But, like, isn't God, like, God created yeah. that person who made the vaccine. Like, God is giving you the vaccine. That's part of God's... If God's in control of everything, God made COVID. <laughs> exactly. And then it's just, it makes, the logic is no, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It just doesn't hold water, which we do find in quite a few of these episodes. <laughs> yes. Let's just get um, right into season it. Season five. <laughs> season five. Uh, let's start episode one. We got a great title here. Oh, God. These were so much. <laughs> Summer lovin', guitar strumming, and a surprise a coming. Uh, I know. It's painful. Physically painful. It, yeah, it hurts. The whole thing hurts. I don't. This. Mm. Okay. Mood. Yes. (laughs) Let's get into this. So this episode starts, um, and the some of the boys, I think, do we? Oh, Jackson, Warden, and Isaiah. They're Mm -hmm. at the Wild Christian Camp, which Mm -hmm. sounds terrifying. Um, And Bobby, who is Tori's boyfriend, is a camp counselor there. Mm Hmm. And this is one of their only times for them to see each other because he lives in Florida. Ew. And ew. she lives in Tennessee. Ew. Ew. Yeah. And so they get to see each other, which this is in North Carolina. Half ew. And <laughs> I knew I had heard of this place before, like recently. And I was like, did they just go there before? What? I Googled it. Um, dozens of COVID cases in 17 states traced to the Wilds Christian Summer Camp in North Carolina. Uh-huh. 17 states. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Sorry. I wonder if I wonder if the Bates, the, any of the Bates kids, were there this summer. They probably were. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we get a little bit of a rundown of Bobby and Tori's relationship. Uh, they've been together for about a year, and so and uh, this kind of goes back to how it's interesting to see how the Duggar family. And the Bates mm-hmm. family differ in terms of courtship because they've been dating, but they're not technically courting. And yeah. I think, Bo- or, or I'm sorry, uh, Gilt said that Bobby had asked to start a courtship like right away, and he was like, "No, you have to get yeah. to know her first. Um, so which doesn't which seem Duggarish because they no. usually are like, "Oh, you like this person? You got to be Jump in a courtship, right in. and then you yeah. get to know them." 
and then you marry them. We don't do order. dating. Yes. We don't do dating. Um, which stuff. I mean, that definitely sounds more reasonable to me, although yeah. although it does bother me that it's, like, basically just up to Gil. Like, Gil gets to decide when the time is right, which is not mm-hmm. okay at all. Like, imagine yeah. just being, like, a 20-year-old guy or however old Bobby is and, like, having to not be in a courtship because her dad says no. Like, that's just... Ridiculous. Yes. But very much, like, reinforcing the hierarchy of the Bundy men. Hate it gross mm-hmm. um i don't know yeah that whole section where they were talking about not courting and courting was so weird and then tori was like we're together but not together we're gonna get married and i'm like they uh, really go zero to 60 in these families it's so it's so weird it's just i don't i don't get it at all like they're not 10 like i'm gonna marry this boy they're like 16 year olds saying yeah. to other i don't know how old they are anymore <laughs> yeah i mean well tori's in college Eight. so you'd think she's at least 18 yeah 18 um yeah i wonder I if know. they can start dating before 18 like well, courting. the duggars could because uh what's his face got engaged the day after his 18th birthday so <laughs> yeah <laughs> not sure yeah. about dates though yeah the Bates do seem a little bit more reasonable than the Just Duggars. Just like a notch better than the Duggars in that in that department, at least. They seem <laughs> to actually like their children. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. <laughs> that is the biggest difference I have found between the two. Is like, at, yeah, at least, I don't know, at least the Bates seem to genuinely enjoy being parents and, like, having kids and, like, being around their kids and getting to know their kids at least as much as you can in that big of a family. But the Duggars yeah. just have no interest in it at all. <laughs> nope they're just like those are our some of our children i think yeah. about half of them unsure which half <laughs> it's just like the duggars are just like this is what we were supposed to do we were just supposed to have as many kids as we can we don't have to love them or just yeah we're not have them. parenting them we're pro-birth <laughs> god so yeah, yeah like basically the whole family comes to pick up the boys and because they're so late because it's the baits there's nobody <laughs> else there and so they have like full control over the camp and bobby kind of shows them all the fun things they could do um the first thing they do is they basically trick poor kelly into going uh-huh. on this gigantic swing where there was basically her and kelly like laying down on a harness and then like swinging on like a giant yeah. metal Pole. Yeah, it's like the big, like, they had them at camps when I was a kid, and it's like these big wood timbers that they have up there, and then they have, like, all this metal wiring, and it's just like, whoop, and you just shoot your face at the ground when they yeah. let you go. And they made it seem like it was going to be, like, a nice, peaceful swing for Kelly, and it was, like, really traumatic. And they do this shit all the time. They do it I to know. her. They do it to Callie a lot, and it's, like, yeah. not, it's not cool. Like, don't it's be not like nice. that. No. It's not nice. Yeah, we I think we saw that like actually like two or three times in these first five episodes was like all the boys trying to torture the little girls. Yeah. And like scare them. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. I mean I get their siblings and like kids, whatever. Like ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just hate pranks. I hate pranks. I do too. It's but like it's one thing if it's like somebody who also pranks a lot and who like mm-hmm. you know it's gonna take it well and it's like a thing. But like they even talk about how they know that like Kelly is really like like scares really easily and stuff like that like yeah. she like you know it's something that's gonna bother your mom so like don't fucking do it yeah exactly i anyway. agree 
Um, yeah, she definitely thought the swing was going to be a shorter and slower experience. And she just kept screaming, I'm done, I'm done, trying yeah, to get to like, stop. But you got, you're you already up there. You got to just wait till it stops. There's nothing just you can a do. Swing. Yeah. Um, Gil did say again uh, the horrible words that he loves to make Kelly scream since we're Ooh. on that vibe today. I hate all of the implications around that. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. But yeah, the while they're at the camp, they some of the kids go zip lining and mm-hmm. swimming in the lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's about all I have for that part of it. The only thing that I kind of wanted to mention was Gil and Bobby like standing there getting interviewed by the TLC, whatever they are, up TV people. Um, and then Gil is just like shoves Bobby into the water and he's like, that's a good test of character. And I'm like, I would be upset because I would think I was going to get hurt or like choke or everything. And he's just like, you got to have a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you also like, no, you don't have to because you don't also don't have to be an asshole and just like shove people yeah. in the water. Like it's not. Yeah. I, don't know. I just, nah. That's how you end up with a broken ankle. Exactly. That's it. That's all I've got to say about that. That's all. That's it. <laughs> um, so, oh God, let's talk about Lawson, I guess. We have to. We have to talk about Lawson and his <laughs> so he's, tour. Yeah, he's working on his new album still, and he's working on putting his tour together still. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of, they talk about how it's hard because he's like learning things as he goes. He's never done this before. And it's like all on him. He's planning all of it. And um, yeah, I can't imagine how much of a mess this is going to be. I know. Seriously. Like if it, if it doesn't just get straight up canceled, I'll be lightly impressed. Same, same. Yeah. Like (laughs) if it happens at all, like, yeah. 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 I don't know. He, he kind of seems to not know what he's doing at mm-hmm. all like what he even needs for the things so that's kind yeah. of again bad sign I'm sure <laughs> yeah not a good sign um but he goes to castle studio in nashville to work on wrapping up his album and kelly and josie join him in the studio as well and we also see emily ann roberts the runner-up from the voice again who is emily ann re- emily ann who is recording uh, parts on the album and will also, I think, be on some of the tour dates. So, mm-hmm. supposedly tour dates. Yeah. Air quotes. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. It sounded good. He does seem to be getting better. Like, yeah. he's not as shitty as he was, which is good. Yeah, that is good. I don't know. It's really hard for me to be, like, objective because this I know. is just, I like, his not face. my... And it's... Also, just, like, I hate all of this music. That's just not my type of music. So I really... It's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is bad or this is good. Because to me, it's all not good. But yeah, that's just the No, he just doesn't sound like a um, scared seven-year-old at the mic. That is true. His confidence is better. (laughs) Yeah, the confidence does definitely... I definitely notice a difference in that. I agree. Yeah, I think he's just... uh, uh yeah a more confident singer because i mean they all have good pitch fine yeah. singing voices yeah. like his whole family's musical so right but yeah they're, they're practiced at least <laughs> really practiced at hymns hymn hymns only right right well that's the only music that matters jillian yeah can't dance to it so it's good music exactly um uh 
which we'll get into the dancing in just a second, <laughs> because uh, the Dixie Stampede, which is now the Dolly Stampede, right? Yes. Um, auditions are coming up. And as we know, Trace is very interested in being a like stunt writer for the Dixie Stampede. He wants to be a fancy horseman. He, oh, yes. So he wants to practice doing tricks and riding on horses in front of other people. So he brings some of the family to the like horse farm area. I don't know. Ranch? Ranch. The range. Corral? I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Horse Something. area. The horse, horse area. Horse park. Horseland. Horseland. <laughs> Horseland. <laughs> um, to watch him practice. And yeah. I don't know. They talk a little bit about how they think he'll do. Nathan says he's not worried about Trace's writing skills, but he says he needs to work on his acting skills. Which is fair. I think mm-hmm. that's probably the thing that you have to learn the most. Because yeah. who learns how to be a Dixie Stampede person just riding out on their horse and doing tricks? Yeah, that's usually like not the end goal you start. Like, <laughs> yeah. You start You're at. like, oh, I do this because I need to on my farm ranch horseland right and um <laughs> horseland the farm ranch the farm you know horseland farm ranch <laughs> that's where i live horseland farm ranch <laughs> yeah so i he really wants to be in it he does little runny barrels and they just yell at him to smile the whole time which was awkward as hell yeah it was weird i mean it was just awkward yeah. uh, but this is where we get to talk a little bit about dancing uh, Gil and Kelly are not normally fond of dancing. They like don't. They never considered doing any type of dance class with their kids. But they say that um, it's okay in Trace's situation that they would allow him to get dance lessons because this is a direct quote. I think Gil said this. There are extremes in everything. Where's your heart? Do you want to do this in a good, uplifting way? Uh huh. <laughs> Do I want to dance on a fucking barrel wearing a sequined outfit in a good, good uplifting way? It's good and uplifting. It's good. I mean, but like what type of dancing is not good and uplifting in Um, some way? Well, they were talking about how they don't like teenage dancing because they've got all those parts flinging around. Yeah, those teenagers with all those parts. All them flinging. What the fuck? You know, all those raves where everyone's just nude and flapping their dicks around. Happens. It's very common. Gil's been. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That's how he knows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's basically the baits are footloose. They can do square dancing in the living room and nothing else. Exactly. I just, I mean, I it's silly. <laughs> it's so silly, because like... First of all, if you were taking a dance class, you're not going to take, like, bump and grind dance yeah. class. No. It's, it's like be they'd like... be doing, like, ballroom or, yeah, like... Or ballet or something. Yeah. Even hip-hop is just, like... Yeah. You know, hip-hop, not, It's good and uplifting. Like... It is. <laughs> I feel very uplifted when I see hip-hop dancing, okay? Me too. Me too. Actually, I do love hip-hop dancing. It's fucking cool. It's so good. I, I just can't do any of it because I'm oh. a whitest white girl. Like, yeah. The dancing. My, also, my body just does not work. And <laughs> I, it's just, it's a no-go for me. But I love people who can do it. Go go for it. Yeah. Shit. I watched that uh, World of Dance J-Lo show for like three seasons oh, hell live. Yeah. Hell yeah. Live. You were committed. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, it's like Tuesday at 8 p.m. Gotta go watch my J-Lo show. Time for J-Lo. <laughs> 
gotta go it's j-lo um so yeah (laughs) moving on we check in with some of the adult couples so we Mm -hmm. see zach and whitney they have lots of new firsts happening every day because they have two little ones um but zach has had to work a lot of 12-hour shifts so a lot of the pressure has been put on whitney as expected yeah (laughs) yeah when you're a cop you work long hours mm-hmm. yeah and when you're a woman in a fundy family you work long hours of just being a mom yep you never get a break exactly but i mean they seem to be doing pretty pretty well with the two yeah. kids so i mean it makes good. sense why he quit coppering policing coppering. <laughs> why why he quit the force in like two years from this because i can it, it probably doesn't get any better, even if you get seniority. Yeah, no. No, thank you. I'm good. Mm-mm. Don't want to be a cop. Don't want to work cop hours. Right. No. Yeah. Not a bit. Just <laughs> not a bit. And then we also catch up with Aaron and Chad, who are also adjusting to a family of four. Plus the dog. Yeah, plus the dog. Aaron kind of makes a comment about how Brooklyn is like a fussy baby. And she <laughs> seemed pretty frustrated by it, which, I mean, happens. Yeah. Um, but thankfully the puppy, the flea ridden puppy has turned yeah. out to be a very good dog and he does seem like a good dog. Like they, he does. he'll really listen and like, he's just, I love dogs. So yeah. I love all dogs. I know. He's like one of the smart labs. Cause there are two varieties of labs. There's the smart lab and the idiot mm-hmm. lab. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, he definitely seems to be a smart one. So they got lucky yeah. for sure. They did. Especially buying it from like a cardboard box out in the <laughs> holler. Yeah. Like on Craigslist. Just, like, yeah. you never know what you're going to get. Murdered or a puppy. Exactly. And the puppy could either be, like, completely just, you never know. It could be a lab puppy or it could be a coyote. Yeah, exactly. Could, <laughs> it might not even be a dog. It's fine. Um. Okay, so, yeah, I, like I feel like every start of every season, it starts mm-hmm. the same way with them talking about how, like, oh, it's getting harder and harder to get everyone together. And Mm -hmm. it's like every single episode they say that. It's kind of like in Harry Potter when they say every single year that Hogwarts is no longer safe. It's like, yeah, I mean, it just loses its effectiveness after a while. (laughs) It really does. Because, like, also, I think in almost every episode of this season so far, they've all gotten together except for, like, maybe one couple. Right. Yeah. It's like you guys... You say it's hard to get together, but you guys are getting together, like, more than I get together with my family. Yeah. And And it's not like Cincinnati is farther than, or close. Cincinnati and here is a lot shorter than here to, or Tennessee to Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, But anyway, so because of all that, they are getting together to organize a big family dinner with, like, all of the in-town people. Um, they said everyone except for Michael and Alyssa are coming. Mm-hmm. And so they get together or they get ready. And I loved the part where um, Kelly was cooking in the kitchen uh-huh. and she said, I'm stranded with boys cooking in the kitchen. All the girls are at college. <laughs> I know. And it was so funny because then she just started yelling up, yelling at them. You guys are stinking up my kitchen. Yes, yeah, like, You guys smell bad. I was like, God damn. Like, wow, <laughs> you can smell people over the food cooking, though. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's that's bad. A little gnar. A little gnar, exactly. 
<laughs> so as they're getting ready and getting their dinner together, all of a sudden, Miss Dingus shows up. It's not a real person. She's a fake Miss person. Miss Dingus. I love, I mean, yeah, that cannot be a real name. Like, that has to no. be... I, I like just, is she a clown like i don't yeah, know like she's exactly. a clown but she's like avant-garde minimalist no makeup she just comes and she's like yes i'm miss dingus that's yeah, the and joke they, honestly we don't really get a good explanation on who miss dingus is they were like no. sometimes she shows up and brings flowers and i'm like what does that even mean and then know. like then she was like we were none of us were expecting miss dingus and it's like okay but um anyway she shows up and she's gonna play a game with the family and um <laughs> miss dingus is like um jigsaw you want to play a game exactly i thought it was so funny that right after she said this kelly immediately goes i'm not pregnant yeah <laughs> i know she's like i'm not pregnant i'm not pregnant and then all the little kids are like mom are you pregnant and she's like yeah. i'm not pregnant yeah and then everyone was asking if everyone else was pregnant and and everyone was just very confused um yes. but then miss dingus gives everyone a little package and then Tells everyone not to open it at first, and then everyone opens it. Which, this is not a game. This is just opening a no, game, yeah. but okay. The game is called Waiting for a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but inside, of course, it, it is a pregnancy announcement, but it is a pregnancy announcement for Alyssa, mm-hmm. um, who actually is there. It's like oh my a, God. Double, a, a double surprise. Um, but yeah, she announces that she's pregnant um, with a girl that they're going to name Lexi May, which... Uh-huh. Lexi is a nickname. Like, why can't you give yeah. them, like, like, same with Allie. Like, her first name is just Allie. It's like, that's a nickname. Please it just. It is kind of weird. Know. Yeah, like, just it's, be like Alexandra May and then just call her Lexi May. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a just personal pet peeve of mine, but that's fine. Whatever. It's that's not fair. a. It's, it's the, it's the, like, um, fuck, what's the thing called when you make cannot into can't? Contraction. Contraction. <laughs> God. We're librarians. <laughs> we are, but brains are hard. Brains to come by are hard. In this fucking economy. <laughs> <laughs> A brain in this economy? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's like now all of the all all of the white people names have gone from like really long like Brindle and now it's switched to like just little contracted names. Like it's yeah. always Lexi or Allie right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the name. It's fine. It's whatever. We just got preferences. Exactly. No, exactly. I would kill anyone named Alexi. Yeah. Just no, kidding. Um, it's not like that. I'm not that passionate. It's not Spurgeon, okay? Like, that's the barometer for names for me. As long it's not as it's Spurgeon. better than Spurgeon, I'm okay. It's fine. <laughs> yes. So she also, I loved that. Um, so in the package, there was like a picture that announced the uh-huh. pregnancy. And then there was also like a little pack of M&Ms. And the M&Ms were pink uh-huh. and there was like pink on the picture. And then on the M&Ms, it had the name Lexi May printed on it. But none uh-huh. of the 19 of them, or however saw many it. it was, saw it. And they were all like, oh, you're having a girl? Oh, you picked out a name? And it's like, are you guys? I know. She was like so disappointed that she went through this whole thing <laughs> to get to Miss Dingus. <laughs> and have Miss Dingus bring these M&Ms. She's like, I worked off so hard on this and nobody even got... It's like, they're like the least observant people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, they definitely... Nope. <laughs> yeah. Just no. No. No thoughts. Just... Just vibes. Just vibes. Just Jesus vibes. Jesus vibes all the way. But, yeah. I don't know. After all the excitement, they all eat their 
big family meal together and mm-hmm. they're all so excited to have yet another grandbaby and Kelly already makes a comment about how she's not going to be able to keep all the dates straight, like birthdays straight, which, mm-hmm. yep, I even imagine that would be tough. But also, you've got an iPhone. Exactly. Just calendar, calendar app. It's very useful. Yeah. yeah. Episode two is called Plans, Bands, and Mashed Potatoes. Man, they just really come up with the best ones like i try every week to recreate their three words <laughs> something something and something and they just they just fuck will, me up every time you will never be on their level jillian don't even try god no i'm gonna try if i ever get there <laughs> if i ever get there that's when i know we've made it <laughs> that's scary that's a scary thought yeah hell yes yeah. <laughs> so kelly's 50th birthday is coming up so Aaron is getting the kids together to kind of figure out what they want to do to celebrate. And they've kind of decided to do a surprise kind of weekend away in a cabin in Chattanooga, which is where Kelly's dad lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to make it a surprise and Michael and Alyssa are going to fly in and it's going to be a whole big thing. Yep. And Aaron's sitting there telling everyone, including all of the tiny children babies yes all of the jebs and judsons who cannot (laughs) understand a secret but are they gonna do it guys are they gonna pull this off we'll have to wait and find out (laughs) um but also they make a plan where brandon is going to make a video that has clips of like all the kids talking about what they like about their mom and you know Mm -hmm. that kind of thing yeah which is cute i thought that was a cute idea that was a good definitely present since they don't like doing right well and especially like kelly is totally the type of person that is like a cheese ball which this is not a criticism but like that's the kind of thing that she would totally like so it was a good a good thought and a good thought like based on kelly personally so yeah she seems like one of the people who unironically enjoys a hallmark store Mm -hmm. definitely definitely which is just a wholesome kind of person yes yes Oh, God. This episode was a mess. Yeah, there was just, like, all kinds of stuff. It's pretty disjointed. It was just, like, whatever. All the clips of stuff that we couldn't find another episode for. (laughs) So we went from surprise party planning over to Lawson having some of his new band people come over to rehearse. And he didn't end up sending all of them all of the right songs. They didn't practice particularly well, but they ended up kind of okay. Yeah, it was fine. But yeah, they were like, yeah, they didn't know all the songs. And then at the end, he was like, yeah, I guess I'll send you the rest of those songs. It's like, that would be helpful. Sir. Yeah, it was, that's kind yeah. of what you got to send to be like, oh, I'm going to like interview you while we're rehearsing. Like, make sure you're For, a fit. Right. Yeah, it was it was kind of a mess, which I mean, I think this all goes back to the fact that, like we said, this is all in Lawson's hands and he's never done any of this before. So I'm sure it's a lot. But yeah, it was kind of a mess. But also there's part where... Um, like we talked about, Emily Ann from The Voice is like on some of his tracks and will be on some of his tour dates. But um, Lawson gets Carla to fill in for her mm-hmm. and is like kind of wanting her to fill in on the dates that he she can't go. And it's like, is is this song like a love song? I don't. I don't know. It kind of seems like it's two people who've broken up with each other. So, like, maybe it's not that weird to sing it with your brother because you can just be pretending you didn't just break up with each other. You just broke up with other people. But, yeah, no, weird. 
it feels very strange to me. I yeah didn't care for that feeling. And but. also, why did he have Carlin come up there? And then he's telling the talking head that he wants her to be in it, but like he hasn't asked her about it right. or anything. Like because he doesn't need to ask thing. her; he just needs gets to tell her what to do. God, but what if she has a test at college? College comes second to Lawson's music, Jillian. Mm-hmm. It truly does. This is what the Lord has set, made him do, set him to do, so. The least talented person of a very talented family. Yes. Great. <laughs> That's how it usually is. Yep. <laughs> it makes so much sense now. Yes, God, definitely. I just had an epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> so the next weird random plot Chug. line is about <laughs> the next family project that Gil is planning, which is to work on a basketball court for the boys because they have a basketball hoop, but they just play on gravel, which is not Mm -hmm. good to play on. I imagine. Mm -hmm. So they want to build like a concrete pad and have it like dedicated space for it. Yep. Which we also heard about last season when they were playing in that like summer team camp. Yeah. 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 Cause they just play gravel ball where you fall in the gravel and the ball bounces everywhere. Right. Yeah. Great. Fun. (laughs) Uh, but of course everyone has a different idea for where the court should be so we get some (laughs) classic family arguments over what they should do i love that um kelly's idea was to burn (laughs) down the shed which we had talked about in a previous season that was just full of junk that they refused to clean out Mm -hmm. uh burn down the shed because there was already a concrete pad under that and just use that i mean (laughs) two birds one stone i have honestly never related to her more than just being like oh Same. there's a mess set it on fire <laughs> burn it set down. it on fire Move. i'm not dealing with that it's just gonna all go to the flames exactly that's yeah and like she said there's already the concrete pad under there so like you won't mm-hmm. even have to make a new one yeah all of the work will just be fire then, and then it's scooping all the melted plastic off fire and scoop <laughs> scoop and poop scoop and poop <laughs> um yeah they t- they like start making it a competition of course because it's mm-hmm. the mates where they are like shooting hoops to determine who will decide where it goes but i don't even think that went anywhere nobody made it except kelly except kelly yeah exactly and so she got to yeah she said you know i'm gonna burn down the thing because i'm the only one who's gotten the the hoop the shot they would have the hoop shot. they would have done it if she were a man but she was a woman so they didn't have to honor the 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 hoop shooting yeah i know wow also during that um trace literally gets on top of the chimney and stands on top of the chimney to shoot his hoop uh-huh. and he misses and like, but like they have a real chimney because they've had fires in there before yeah. and he just put a little fucking cinder block across the hole that like you fall down to be santa and just shot the fucking ball off that like (laughs) yeah yeah like what the fuck i just like i think we say this every episode but i do not know how all these kids have survived i don't either like how are the plaths the only family that have lost a child tragically (laughs) for real for real it's just it's insane these there's no safety measures no no like no just sense of like personal safety in any of these yeah yeah it's not even like oh you know haha they're doing like risky like four-wheeling or whatever it's just like every moment of these people's lives is like a possible death sentence them like climbing to a crazy height for no reason like it's just 
guys, chill out. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so then the last part of this episode is over at Chad and Aaron's house. And Warden is over helping Aaron cook dinner because he really likes to cook. And this they... breaks my little heart because of how tortured we've seen Warden get by. <laughs> or is he the torturer? He's the torturer. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, I mean, he's probably both, He tortures to be fair. Jeb, yeah. Yeah, but he was the one that did the bike and the <laughs> yes. lake. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. so maybe he's just, like, a real angsty boy who got bu- bullied by his older brothers, and now he must bully other people because he just wants to be Ratatouille. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I loved, he's, like, he was really into it. He, like, really likes to cook. They made chicken and mashed potatoes and all kinds of stuff. I loved that they, they had to, like, justify why he was cooking. And it's, like, mm-hmm. a guy, like, they were just, like, yeah, well, we like to teach all of our kids all of the stuff. But that's, like, not even true because, like, the girls mm-hmm. don't learn, like, the tree Carpentry. business or any yeah. of, like, the, yeah, any of the, like, physical stuff. So it's, like, not true. I mean, I guess they're just, like, half-raising dudes who can kind of feed themselves, which right. it's is like better necess- than some. <laughs> yeah, like, cooking and, like, learning how to feed yourself is a necessary life skill just mm-hmm. like like regardless of gender yeah and i loved that aaron was like you know some of the best cooks are guy cooks you know like bobby flay <laughs> and that was the only one she listed she's like there's so many of them bobby flay i know and like i can list like a lot of them but then it was so funny because he's like i've never heard of bobby flay and <laughs> i was like, like who's never heard of bobby flay fundies God, yeah. They're just so sheltered. Like, the Plaths were so sheltered, but these people are so sheltered. Mm-hmm. It's scary. <laughs> it's so scary. How do you just go around the world with, like, that little information about the world? I don't know. I don't know. I hate it. I have to know Hard everything, for. so I have to, like, yeah. know everything I could possibly know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. If I don't know it, I'm not gonna do it. Exactly. Fuck that. <laughs> Okay, so the next episode is called A Birthday and a Birdie. Oh, Actually, God. no, the first half of this episode is called Ha Ha, Fuck That. Yes, I was. I just remembered what this episode was, and I was like, fuck! <laughs> um, yeah, the first part, I, the first note I have for this episode is a quote from Carlin, which is, So at around 16, all of us girls know we're about to get our purity rings. And I was like, fuck, this episode's gonna suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know every single thing that I wrote either ends in like you or like that's grim. <laughs> yes, for yeah, that's just it's general so vibes for this. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Katie's turning sixteen and mm-hmm. she's getting ready for her sweet sixteen dinner with Ma and Pa, where she gets her purity ring and she's got to dress up for it and she's not dressy. <laughs> yeah, which like I hate that this is like an event that they like dress up for and. I don't want to fuck you up, but there are fundy sects that sec, secatus, not sex. sex. (laughs) Thank you for the clarification. (laughs) Uh, Where they actually do like a a mini wedding at 16 Mm -hmm. for their dad to give them the purity ring. I've heard of that before and I hate that so much. Mm -hmm. And like the whole symbolism of like the ring being like perfect and whole, like your hymen. Hate it. Uh, Hate it. It's all bad. It's all around just a bad, a bad thing. Yeah, like, don't have sex before marriage if you don't want to, but it doesn't make you Mm -hmm. dirty if you do. No, it doesn't. And, like, your purity, your purity, whatever that even means, is, like, does not equate to your worth. 
you know, and that's basically what they're telling them. Like, this is your purity. This is your commitment. This is your whole worth. And it's like, that's not, that's not, that's not a human being's worth. Sorry. Well, it is to fundy men Mm because that's all women are worth is they've got to be unplucked. Hate it. Hate it. Everything's so gross. Fucking Gil got her white Ugh. flowers because white is for purity. Oh God! I just like yeah the whole this whole part. I was just like it curled up in a ball, cringed because uh-huh. gross. I turned it on like one point two five speed because I just couldn't. <laughs> I was just like, <sighs> I need to get through this. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta go. Um, up TV producers did a surprising thing to me. They asked all the dudes, "Well, why don't guys get purity rings?" Mm-hmm. Well, and then I hated it because, like, Lawson and Nathan and Zach were all like, I don't know, it's not fucking fair. They get all these rings. We don't get anything. And it's like, yeah, you guys have no, like, you guys do not. I mean, I know it's like you guys are partially joking, but also I'm sure that there is some of that type of jealousy, especially among, like, a family that's so big. Like, any type Mm -hmm. of, any time one of your siblings is going to get more attention, that's going to be, like, an opportunity for jealousy. So... But, like, this is not something you should be jealous over. It's not, not at all. No, it's not saying, oh, your father loves you and wants you to be safe until you get married and you can be protected by somebody else because even that's a little fucking iffy. It's like, your father says that your only worth is that you do not bang anybody. Yeah, like, that is, that is just so fucked up on so many levels. I can't even, I can't even start marry and bang the man of his choosing his choice yes as long as he he has to approve Uh, so if you get the ring that means daddy gets to choose your wife lawson mm, great Mm -hmm. i'm sure he would like that (laughs) maybe he would because he'd just be like well i've been told marry you Mm -hmm. so yeah the dinner it was just really fucking awkward like all of it I hate it. I hate, just hate hearing Gil talk about it. He said that the ring is to remind her that every time she looks at it, she's to remain pure and quote, I'm making a commitment that I'm keeping myself for whom I'm marrying when uh-huh. I marry them. And it's like, first of all, it's just like these girls don't even have a choice. Like how can they make a commitment when they don't have a choice? Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like how can yeah. that, it's just so fucked up. He also said at one point, um, this ring is valuable, but your purity is more valuable. Mm-hmm. Again, hate it. Hate that you've literally compared your daughter's worth to a literal stone. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's it's so it's just, there's so many layers to this and it just makes me so uncomfortable. It's so iffy. It's so icky. Have sex or don't. Just don't make that choice yeah. for your children. Exactly. It's a personal decision everyone should make for themselves. And... I just, I think one of the worst parts about this is how excited the girls are about it and how, like, yeah. happy they are. And, like I said, I think a lot of that is because, well, they're getting attention, one-on-one attention, which is not a normal thing for them. But it's, like, it's just all of this has been so hyped up for them their whole mm-hmm. lives. And that's fucked. Yeah. And you get to do what your big sister had to do. Like, Ugh, there's God. so many ways that they've just, like, pulled them into being excited for this, like, deeply weird, controlling, ugh. Yeah. And like the other thing that grinds my gears about the whole purity ring thing, which will be quick, is that they don't teach them anything about sex or anything. Yeah. But then they're like, just don't have it. Just no. Yeah, that's not enough. That's not enough education on sex. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. God. You gotta you gotta give everybody all the details for them to sign that contract. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's like I'm saying, like they're like committing to this without even knowing what they're committing to. And it's mm-hmm. like they have no choice and no other perspectives to consult at all. And it's so yeah. bad. Yeah, it's you have sex and you will die. Not like, oh, I had premarital sex and I was fine, but I decided to wait until I got married after that. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. All right, let's move on because I can't do it anymore. So um, I guess if I get in this whole thing about this new church that they bought, I don't know. Gil has mm-hmm. been looking for a new church location for many years. They finally found a church building for sale and they bought it. Um, they bought a little steeple for it because Kelly was sad that it didn't look like a country church. Yeah. It wasn't a little steeple, by the way. It was a big steeple. It was a big old steeple. It was a good steeple, though. But mm-hmm. it doesn't really fit the church because it's like it was... one of those red roof churches. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, weird. It's like putting a steeple on one of those storage unit places. That's yeah, what it looks yeah, like. Definitely. It, did, it does feel very out of place for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, this whole thing is that they needed a church because they've been having church in a hotel, which is mm-hmm. weird. That is weird. Yeah, I wonder, I, well, I was curious about the logistics of that, but. Maybe they just, like, rent out the ballroom. I mean, when I was a kid, we went to church in, like, a high school gym. Yeah. While their building was being built. Right. But I also went to, I, li- I lived on an old ostrich farm that was being developed quickly. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Occasionally you would find ostrich bones in the yard. It was weird. That is weird. In Colorado, who knew that ostriches were like a Colorado staple? I did not until right this moment, but you learn something new every day. I thought my parents were fucking with me for like years because they told me that when we like moved into the house. And I was just like, no, no, ostriches aren't real. (laughs) That's like when everyone was like, oh, say hi to Mothman for me when I moved to West Virginia. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and then it, I figured it out, like, after I had moved away from there, I was like, oh shit, it was actually an old ostrich farm. <laughs> I didn't even know ostriches were real. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, the last part of this episode is Papa Bill and Mama June, Jane. It's Jane, mm-hmm. right? Not June. Mama I mean, Jane. Yeah. Not Mama June. Mama June. Mama June is a different franchise. Yes. That's from Honey Boo Boo. That's what I'm thinking. Thank you. Yes. Anyway, they're in town and um, Papa Bill is playing golf with Gil and Lawson. And I just have to say, Lawson would love golf. Like, that fits so perfectly in my brain. And again, he loves golf, but he fucking sucks at it. You mean, yeah. Uh, Yeah. The boy just doesn't give up. He's got a lot of determination. (laughs) He does. And a lot of confidence. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> they talk a lot about Lawson's tour and they talk Gil asks if they have any big talks coming up which god god and Lawson says that he's married to music. Yeah, he says the only big talk I got is music and I'm like, "Yep, yeah. you you know it. It's it's a lot of big talk there. A lot of big talk <laughs> going on." <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. They do golf. He does bad. He and Gil both do pretty bad. And mm-hmm. Papa Bill is probably just like Jesus and playing with amateurs. What have I done? <laughs> what have I created? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the boys return home from their golf trip to have dinner. Girl. And um, before dinner, they sing happy birthday to Katie and they give her a cake and they do the little birthday praises that they do every year. Mm-hmm. 
Which, did you notice Mama Jane's birthday praise? Yes. Jane, or Katie is my guardian angel. She always keeps me from saying things that aren't appropriate and aren't acceptable. And I'm just like, I would probably get along with Mama Jane. I bet Mama Jane just sits around and is like, fuck. Yeah, no, I I loved that so much. She's like, yeah, I I mean, some things I I just say things I shouldn't say. They're not not appropriate. And I was like, (laughs) uh, mood. I really, like, Mama Jane is for sure my favorite character on the show yes yeah i mean from the moment we met her when she's just like hate to see him go but love to see him leave (laughs) she's such a mood yeah she's like get the fuck out of my house just send me text messages bye (laughs) of course gil starts crying during this which makes everybody else cry and it's just a big cry fest because Mm -hmm. the baits which i get i'm a crier so i get it yeah I mean, we're not knocking anybody crying. It's just Gil no. cries about literally every everything thing. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cries about playing golf. And I not mean, in the way that I would cry about playing golf. <laughs> I was going to say, I definitely would cry if I had to play golf, but for a different reason. Yeah. He's like, I'm just so happy to play with my dad and my son. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just want to die. I'm in a hot green flat space with a stick. Please let me go <laughs> lay on the couch. <laughs> Put me back in the... the Golf cruiser. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next episode is called Doggy Dilemmas, which was a weird episode for this. I don't even know. This episode titles are fun. Yes. The title was weird. It was. Um, But we start out at Aaron and Chad's house and the warden Judd and Jeb are over and they're helping to train their puppy, which they've named Max, of course, because mm-hmm. what else are you going to name your puppy? Spot. <laughs> 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 but yeah, honestly, like we said, Max seems like a really good dog. Like they, mm-hmm. he was actually like sitting and like listening and the boys actually seem to be doing a pretty good job of like working with him. So it was nice yeah. to see. And he didn't seem to, like, take down Judd or Jeb, which is mm-hmm. what labs are want to do. Yes. They're just oh big and have happiness. So, okay, next we go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we talk with Michael and Brandon. Mm-hmm. They talk about how they're planning to go to Kelly's birthday party thing. And Brandon is working on putting a family video together and is, like, mm-hmm. drawing and all kinds of shit for it. Yeah, he's animating. He's creating a video for her. Yes, yes. He does seem to be actually pretty talented. He, like, drew a person that kind of looked like Kelly. I mean, he could draw way fucking better than I can, so. (laughs) I mean, I can't make, like, a recognizable human, so I'm not one to critique. Stick figures only for me. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. The arms are always not even, or there's, like, too much torso stick, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not too much torso stick. (laughs) (laughs) You've just got a three-legged stick figure. So they talk a little bit about how, like, what Michael does during the day. Because I think last season she talked about how she finished school. And so now she sews dresses, babysits, and scrapbooks. Which sounds like a fundy, young fundy yep. woman's life. Yeah, which is a bummer. But also, I guess she really likes sewing, so Yeah, fine. I mean, if that's what you like to do, absolutely. It's just... Yeah. I wonder if that's she, really what she likes to do or if that's just what she's always had to do. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Michael would be a really good kindergarten teacher. Uh fuck yeah, she would. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and getting into that a little bit, we talk a little bit about um 
them wanting to have babies. Mm -hmm. And she says that, you know, they've been married about a year at this point, which I can't believe it's only been a year. They make so many seasons of this show. Holy shit. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it's been a year since they've been married. So essentially, I guess that means they've been trying for a baby for a year, which um, if you didn't know, that is about like the, like almost all um, reproductively healthy couples can conceive within a year. That's just a, a stat that most OBGYNs will, will state. So once you hit a year, you got to start doing some investigating. Yeah. Well, if that's, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, if you want that a baby. was my experience too. Um, yeah. Because we are going through something similar. So yeah, once you hit, they say once you get about a year, you should go see a fertility specialist. Um, but she says um, after they'd been married about six months, she would wonder why she wasn't pregnant, but they haven't gone to the doctor yet. And... They're going to pray about it. Yep. And Brandon said that this is a valley experience, which I imagine is like, oh, we're having some marital issues, like over the fact that we can't get pregnant. Yeah. It's nobody's like, happy. It's fucking, it fucking sucks. Like I, I will talk very briefly about it, but like I am going through something similar. My husband and I have been trying to have a baby for a long time. We haven't been able to, but we also haven't found any issues preventing it. So it's been very frustrating, but like, it's 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 a very draining experience because it's a lot of just like waiting around and then just mm-hmm. being disappointed again and again and again. So it's hard. And then on top of that, she has to deal with the fact that like all of her siblings keep getting pregnant over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Like, first of all, can you imagine how poor Michael feels? Like fucking Aaron could get pregnant with one third of an ovary and she can't <laughs> get know. pregnant. Like that was my first thought when I heard that it was like, fuck, I feel bad for Michael. Cause that's mine too. Like, I was like, not shit. That, not that like, I would wish infertility upon Aaron, but I just can't imagine how hard it would be to see that when you have been struggling for so many, so long, like she's been struggling way longer than I have. And like, I can't imagine dealing with that now. So like, well, and like Michael was saying, even in this episode, I think Michael and Brandon both said like, Oh, it feels, you know, so lonely because we didn't realize this was happening to other people because you know, everyone around them is getting pregnant. Yeah. Like to have someone like where it's like Aaron, where she theoretically was going to also be infertile. Like she's like, Oh, you know, I have a sister who I can relate to and help through this and we can, you know, bond over this. And then she gets pregnant again. And it's like, fuck, that's a hard, hard emotional turn. Yeah. Like it is, it's, it's very hard to when like, it's been very hard for me. I have quite a few people in my life who are pregnant, not like family though, like friends Mm -hmm. and like, you know, and that's been hard enough, but like, it's just, it's a completely different level. I feel like for Michael. And I just, I really feel for her and it sucks. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's the only thing she's told to, that she's good for is mother. Exactly. So God, what's your purpose after that? At least I know. other infertile people and couples have their other right life goals. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's, it fucking sucks. But I'm glad that they talked about this though. Mm-hmm because I think it's an important thing to talk about. Like they said, like it is something that like, like I said, a lot of people have success within a year, but there are tons of people who have fertility issues for a multitude of reasons. And it's Mm -hmm. a very common thing that happens. And so it's good that it's being talked about, especially within this community, which is where like, it probably needs to be talked about the most because it probably doesn't get talked about at all. Yeah. Having this on up TV, which I'm pretty sure it's like us and, every fundy is subscribed right. to up tv and like i don't know it 
it's good. I think it's good for them to be like, yes, look, see, there's this very prominent family. And even though they have like this very prolific lineage, like her mom had 19 kids, her sisters have five, like that she is going through infertility struggles. Like it's, it's, it's it's a good, a good job up TV for questioning purity rings for dudes and for telling people that they're not broken if they're infertile. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so the rest of this episode, God, we go back to the children's hospital again. A fucking again. It's just weird and more like inspiration porn about like, oh, wow, these disabled kids can have happiness. I should stop being so bummed about my life. Yeah. No, it's no thanks. Weird. That's not, that's, it's weird. Yeah. So Lawson and Emily Ann go to sing with the kids. And I think I say this every time. I'm all for doing that a hundred percent. Like go Make a kids make a sick kids day, yeah. totally. But it does not need to be filmed on TV. It's very no. exploitative, and it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, like if you want to like put an Instagram post and be like, "This is my buddy, Bet, who has mm-hmm. inoperable brain cancer, but I love him." Like that's that's it. That's the only thing that yeah. you get when you're a famous person or right. whatever. Going well, and to... especially I feel like you can. There are so many. You could use that, your platform, to, like, raise awareness about certain mm-hmm. conditions and, like, certain things that you could do to raise help. Raise money. Yeah. But, like, that's not what you're doing at all. You're just showing, oh, look, I'm a good guy because I, you know, go and sing to sick kids in the hospital. It's, like, it's just gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. I like mm-hmm. I like people going and entertaining people who are stuck in the hospital. Don't like it when they use it to further their careers. Yeah. No, thanks. We'll just move on because there's not yeah. much more to say about that. No, that's about it. They <laughs> sang Amazing Grace for what feels like the 15th fucking time in these yes. five episodes. Right. So back to the basketball court project. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> finally, they the boys ended up moving um, a ton of rocks out of the way to clear a spot for the court. Mm-hmm. And so they prep the area for concrete and they're waiting for the concrete truck to come. And the concrete truck just never fucking comes. <laughs> I know. I'm sure Gil hired, like, literally the cheapest concrete place. Yeah. So they were just like, yeah, we've got concrete. JK. And just yeah. never Just never up. fucking come. So they, like, are waiting around the whole day, all ready to go, and it never comes. So they have to do the same thing again the next day, but they get a new company to come. Um, and so they you know, fill in the area with concrete. But I loved that Gil got the literal bare minimum amount of concrete that he could have to cover the area. And so they were like short a little bit and they had to Uh go through and like, like flatten it even more and make it even like less even just to get it all covered. Right. Um, Oh, damn. I was looking to see how much a yard of concrete costs. And it's $125 a yard. Damn. I get why he was, like, one yard short. This is the only time I've ever been like, okay, I would have probably made that decision too, Gil. Yeah, but it is very classic Gil to just be, like, cutting corners wherever you can. Just so much. Just always. And, of course, he's, like, has his little kids out here doing this giant project. (laughs) It's not even like he's invited his, like, male man friends over. He's like, get out there, Judd. (laughs) Yeah, like, all any, any boy that has hands and isn't lost and asleep because he's preparing for his concerts. <laughs> he started staying up help. later at night. So yeah. he has to sleep in later in the morning, which is like, God, I just want to be like, yeah, you know, I'm training for some late nights. <laughs> God, me too. Honestly, though, mood. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, he gets out of it, which I would try to get out of it too. So I can't blame him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, do we hate Lawson sometimes because he's relatable? Yes. He's all yeah. of the worst parts of ourselves that we see in ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a good person either. Let's just be clear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not above Lawson all the time, but most of the time. Most of the time I am, but not all the time. <laughs> um, I didn't go to the insurrection, so. Yeah, I feel like we're we're pretty like net good for like a solid decade now at being better than Lawson. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so let's move into the last episode we're going to talk about for today, which is called oh, yeah. Surprise, Telly Joe's Big Five-0. So, they just can do it so well. It's just so bad. It's, it's so bad. Every time. Every time. Every yeah, time they really, so they hit them every single time. Just the, mm-hmm. mm, it's art. It, it is. It is truly, it's truly an art form. One time I talked to the dude who did all of the genital blurring for naked and afraid on Twitter because I had asked like, I wonder who does this. Is this like one person's job or is it like just every editor has is in charge Mm -hmm. of their own genitals. And he's like, no, I just go through just for the dicks and the junk. Like that's just my job. And now I want to be like, is there a dude just for my train of thought? Yeah. Whose whole whole job job is just to come up with dumb title names Uh for the show. Thank you for catching my train of thought for me. <laughs> no, I was I got with you so the distracted. Whole time. Yeah, like, is there just one guy who thinks up like all of these? Like TLC, Up TV, they just like send it. They're like, okay, here's the synopsis, and he's like, women shooting and a surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're just like, hell I, it yeah, it has to be. It's it is. It, like you said, it's an art form. So somebody's got to be the master of it. I'm gonna put it out on Twitter and see if I can figure it out. We'll have him on for an interview. Let's do it. Let's do it. The only time the guy has been invited to any podcast. I mean, I think his job is more interesting than a lot of the other people's. So let's go for it. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Onwards. So like we talked about, the family, Aaron has planned this whole big surprise weekend away with Kelly. But of course, it's a surprise. And Kelly thinks that Gil is just surprising her with, like, a regular old overnight trip, just the two Mm -hmm. of them. Um, And she doesn't really have any details, but she doesn't know that the whole family is going to be there. Yeah, which I was very surprised in this whole scene where they're leaving. And all of the little kids are just like, hugs, mommy, hugs, mommy. Like, they were doing so good. Maybe they just I know. (laughs) I was really proud of them. They did. I I was 100% when the earlier episode when they were telling all of the kids and everything, I was like, this is not going to end well. Yeah. But, like at the very least, they'll be like, see you in a while. Yeah, like, exactly. Like she'll have some type of like, okay, something weird's going on, but uh-huh. nope, not at all. It was, it was impressive. Kelly acted like it was the end of the world again, that she was, she leaving. was leaving. I get it. For one night. <sighs> that girl has some she, attachment. Problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kelly has no idea that any type of like what is happening at all. And Gil is like driving her a really crazy route to like throw Mm -hmm. her off and to give the family time to get to the cabin before them. Yeah. Uh, And I loved the part where she was on the phone with Aaron, like trying to guess (laughs) where she was. And she's like, I already ruled out Chattanooga. And And Aaron's standing there on the porch, like trying to keep everyone quiet being like, oh, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're all frantically trying to get ready to go. And she's trying to make it seem like she's just at her house. Yeah. Uh Um, 
But so the family arrives to the cabin first and gets the rooms assigned and bags unpacked and starts decorating things. Um, and they tell Gil to stall before mm-hmm. coming. And so Gil takes Kelly to a graveyard, which is yeah. funny. Let's go look for Civil War graves. I just, I love <laughs> it. It's, I mean, yeah. I get it. I would 100% do it, but yeah. it doesn't seem like a Gil and Kelly thing. Not, not really. Um, so they have the owner of the cabin greet Gil and Kelly at the door, um, saying it's a bed and breakfast, I guess, because, like, the, the cabin was fucking huge. Like, it's clearly yeah. not a cabin for two people. Yeah, <laughs> they so, would be rambling around in there. Right. Um, so, like, they're all, like, taking their time coming in, and, like, uh, Kelly has the guy take a picture of her and Gil because <laughs> they'll be alone for the rest of the time, and it was, like... Meanwhile, all the kids are trying to, like, not do their party blowers in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and it's, like, a mess. <laughs> but it was surprisingly good. Like, they yeah. pulled it off. She was they so did. surprised that I think she, she almost shocked. passed out. Like, she looked like she went catatonic for a second. She was just yeah. like... <laughs> she was so... She was so confused, too, and she was so shocked. It was it was hilarious. And then they also tell her that the other kids who are not there will be there that night. So, mm-hmm. um, they party a little bit, mm-hmm. I guess, and then they just go to bed because they're going on a train ride in the morning. Ooh, an eight thirty a.m. train ride sounds on great. Chattanooga choo choo. Uh, miraculously, though, they make it to the train station on time, which is like incredible for them. It's only because Aaron and Whitney were like, "Get out! Get out! Get out!" I'm yeah. sure <laughs> somebody's got to do it. Yeah, um, but yeah, the train car was all decorated for Kelly's birthday, and they have a nice little little train ride, and yeah, then it was cute. Um, it was yeah, it was very cute. Um, and Kelly loves trains because they remind mm-hmm. her, remind them of her dad. So cool. Yeah. And all the little boys love trains, which is always yeah. good to keep the little boys occupied. Yeah, a little boy thing for sure. <laughs> um, uh, so after the train ride, they go to a park for a picnic, and that's where they meet up with. Michael and Brandon Mm -hmm. and yeah they have a little um picnic and the only note I have on this is that they take a family photo (laughs) and Chad is the one taking the photo like of course Chad has to be the one like is he in any of the photos do you think I don't think so someone needs to get that man a tripod and a remote yeah for real he'd use it he does everything for them, so I'm yeah, sure he probably it. is really good at Photoshop, and he just photoshops himself into all of them. <laughs> that would be pretty sick if he's just like, "All right, Michael, take a we're not Michael, Aaron, take a picture." Yeah, Buy the same thing, and he'll be like, and then just Photoshop. <laughs> exactly, perfect. <laughs> um, so then they take a little tractor train ride around the park, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I, I would much prefer parks if I got to ride behind a tractor and a little hell yeah buggy like same just vibing um they went into these fucking tnt storage bunkers because the park used to be an army base i don't know tennessee is scary i hate it (laughs) yeah but it was so it was so like awful to hear all like 19 of these kids like screaming in this like aluminum bunker it was so good because you could tell that like one camera guy was like i'm gonna i'm gonna stay in here and get this and he's just like backing out like yeah like i can't i'm gonna my eardrums are going to explode 
Um, but then I, I liked when some of them started funneling out, and then Lawson like closed the doors on them and like pretended on Callie to them again. In. Yeah, and she came out and she was like sobbing, and they didn't even yeah. talk about that. But she was like really, she was like crying after that. Yeah, it's like what the and fuck? Kelly comes up and she's like, "We don't scare people. I don't like to scare people. We're not going to scare people." And it's like Lawson, just be kind to the little girls. Like if you gotta raz somebody, raz Carlin or Tori. Like yeah, they can exactly. Take it. Kelly knows because she's one of the targets. Like, don't mm-hmm. scare people. Then um, everyone sings Amazing Grace again, again. in the bunker. Yeah. Everyone just is moved to tears. Again. Yep. Yeah. Just Amazing Grace and Gil crying. Those are these episodes, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the family goes back to the cabin after all this, and Gil gives Kelly her birthday present, which is a replacement wedding ring, because Jeb apparently lost kelly's other one other one which like did anybody check jeb is it just lodged in jeb now yeah like maybe <laughs> like did it did it come out of him maybe like maybe hmm? anyway so. uh yeah but she gets a new ring and she's all like oh i can't wear this it's too much and you know how she has to be yeah <laughs> And then, of course, they do birthday praises, and everyone is crying, you know, mm-hmm. as they do. It's a big cry fest. And then it Which becomes I was, even... Sorry, go ahead. I was sitting there watching, and I was like, I can't imagine, like, a single Duggar child getting choked up talking about Michelle. No, none of them. You're like, oh, you're just, you're such a, a gracious mom, and, and you teach you've me gotta, that God is is my whole life. And You've got a heart for Jesus. You you gave birth to me, and that's it. Yep, that's yeah. the list of accomplishments. Yeah, it is definitely, it's a very striking difference between the mm-hmm. two families, and I am still surprised by how different they are. Like, yeah. I am not saying, like, I f- fervently disagree <laughs> with the Bates family and how they raise their children and all of that, but, like, God damn! at least they, like, pretend to like each other. I don't know. It's nice. I am less afraid of, like, child abuse happening behind the scenes in the Bates family than any of the other Fundy families. I agree completely. Um, And then we get into even more crying because they play Brandon's video. Mm -hmm. And um, so the first part of the video is, I think, Aaron talking and, like, telling some stories from, like, Kelly's, like, how Kelly and Gil met and that kind of stuff. And that's the part where, like, Brandon's drawing along. And Mm -hmm. it was actually really nice to see. Like, I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was a very good present. and very Yeah. And then they get into, like, clips of the kids talking about the things that they love about their mom. And it was really, it was really great. And you could tell that, like, Kelly was really, really touched by it. Mm -hmm. Something she'll keep and cherish for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then it's cake and ice cream time, and Kelly's still crying about the video and <laughs> trying to yeah. thank everybody and like express her feelings, and she's just mm-hmm. doing the like, ah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. I don't even yeah. know how to explain it. Where you're just like too overcome, overwrought. Yes. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then the kids all talk about how, you know, it's good to like give back to their mom because they could tell their mom really appreciated it the whole weekend and everything. And that's really, it was nice. It was a really good gesture of them to do for her, their mom. 
It was. It was like they actually did something thoughtful and like yeah, and like catered put, towards her and yeah, and I liked that they put like thought into like oh she likes trains so we'll go on a train ride like oh she's really into like cheesy family shit so let's make this video for her <laughs> like it was all very catered to Kelly which is yeah let's go to Chattanooga good. because that's where her dad's from right, and she has right. lots of feelings about it like yeah, yeah. it's not like oh, yeah. oh I'm we're gonna go here because this is where dad wanted to go and we're gonna do what dad wants because he's the yeah yeah. It was good. I, I I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, less terrible to watch than the Duggars. Definitely want to barf definitely. way fewer times. I yeah, I'm I'm definitely much less um depressed after watching an episode of the Bates than yeah. watching a Duggar episode. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice change. I mean, it's there's it still is. fundies, but it is a nice change. Yeah, they're still like fully not great people, but like mm-hmm. at least they aren't neglecting their children emotionally yeah exactly (laughs) the bar is on the floor yeah 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 but i think that about wraps us up for this week we will continue on with season five of the baits next week but in the meantime if you have anything to say about this episode or any of our other episodes if you have anything to say about the new aaron baits pregnancy news or if you have any suggestions of things that you would like us to watch in the future you can send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com we will be doing the plaths after we finish this season because yes. we want to get some episodes stocked up because, man, I'm so ready for some good plath throwdowns. I'm fucking oh. pumped. But yeah, we want to have like several episodes of those to, to cover in one episode. So that will be coming in a few weeks. Yes. Uh, and you can find us everywhere on the internet at TV Literate. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Reddit, everywhere. Just look for us and you'll find us. We are even on YouTube where I publish the episodes every week if that is how you guys like to listen to. Um, you know, some people like to listen on YouTube. I don't get it, but yeah. I appreciate you. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> and, we got um, it all. <laughs> we uh, also have a Kofi, uh, ko-fi.com forward slash TV literate where you can give us a buck towards hosting costs. We don't have much overhead on this podcast, but you know, hey. We love you guys, and we want to keep doing it, and yeah. Yeah, every little bit helps, and we appreciate you all very much. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye.